Welcome to the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking, your source for optimized health system operations. The Patient Flow Podcast is designed to be an ongoing conversation about the strategic concerns for healthcare enterprises today. On today's episode of the Patient Flow Podcast, Teletracking Susan McLaughlin chats with Jody Eisenberg, Senior Director of Accreditation Education Services with Visient. The conversation starts with the topic of new regulations and requirements and the impact on patient flow. Jody, 2017 is right around the corner, and there are new regulations and requirements that will have a pretty direct impact on patient flow. The CMS Impact Act and the CMS Infection Control Pilot are two examples. What are three things healthcare providers can do to make sure they're in compliance, as well as making sure patients are getting the right care at the right time? So the CMS Impact Act was originally proposed in 2015, and it still remains proposed even after significant opportunities for provider and public comment. And so organizations, I I think when I think about three things that organizations should focus on, organizations should have completed a review of the proposals, specifically those relative within this act to discharge planning. Um, Even though we don't know what the final rule will say, we have a fairly good idea Um, that the changes will not be too significant from the proposed rule. So organizations need to be prepared to move forward with actions to meet the requirements when they are finalized. And and we were expecting finalization um, this year, um, but we've not seen it as of yet. So we anticipate a final rule coming out of Washington in early 2017, although that is dependent upon the new administration as well. And in light of infection control issues, um, we have all seen that they have been at the forefront of accreditation and regulatory findings and unfortunately have had a substantial impact on length of stay and readmissions. So organizations need to ensure that the basic infection prevention strategies are being implemented within their organization. So think about hand hygiene, appropriate attire isolation in restricted areas, adherence to manufacturer's instructions for use relative to cleaning, not only low-level disinfection cleaning, but more importantly, high-level disinfection. And I would suggest that organizations be vigilant in identifying patients' infection status so that bed placement can occur accurately and that all the team members are aware of that status. It's very critical, too, as patients transverse across settings of care and different providers, Um, interactions with patients, um, having real-time visibility to that infection status is a key safety monitor. And then finally, I would recommend um, communication across the continuum and transitions of care. It's important to ensure that that communication is consistent and complete that communication mechanisms are in place both within the hospital, so caregiver to caregiver, but also across the continuum, provider to provider. And don't forget to include the patient in that communication. So that would be my top three recommendations. Thank you, Jody. That is very, very valuable information. Uh, Staying on the topic of CMS, With the modernization of the CMS requirements, what are the key resources caregivers need to have across the care continuum? 
Great question. So over the past few years, we've seen a lot of movement from CMS on changes to the conditions of participation. Um, CMS requirements um, have been reviewed, and CMS is trying to bring the language to a more modern place, so in alignment with what is actually happening within our organizations. CMS has released um, a few versions of revisions to modernize the language to the conditions of participation. Organizations need to ensure that their policies, procedures, and protocols stay current and in alignment with those requirements. And caregivers need the current and complete tools and resources, so organizational policy, procedure, and protocols to do their jobs and meet the needs of patients every day. Jody, I know you have experience with the Joint Commission and that the Joint Commission also has some updates coming up. Could you share your thoughts on how their scoring initiative ties specifically to patient flow? So, Joint Commission has done considerable work over the past year to update their standards and elements of performance. They have a project called Refresh. And within this project, they've taken a look at the standards and elements of performance and really focused in on reducing redundancy and duplication. They've actually reduced the number of requirements quite significantly, but also they've maintained the alignment with the CMS participation, which is the most important thing for all of the voluntary accrediting bodies. And so as part of this refresh project, Joint Commission also supplemented their final survey reports with the survey analysis for evaluating risk, which is the SAFER matrix. Honestly, this matrix, matrix is going to provide organizations with a visual of the risk each finding poses. And that risk could have business impacts, such as potential service disruption, property impact related to physical facility or equipment, and of course, patient safety or quality impact resulting in injury, illness, or death of a patient. And honestly, Joint Commission surveyors are doing a little bit of the work for organizations. It is very subjective. Every organization has findings, but not all findings pose the same risk. And so the surveyor is providing the organization with a visual, and the visual takes into account what the surveyor found while they were on site whether that finding is likely to cause harm, and whether that finding might be a part of a larger scope or pattern of issues. Overall, I don't think this will have a huge impact on patient flow per se, but it will help leaders prioritize and focus resources and corrective actions, and hopefully resolve issues so that they don't continue to impede the future care of patients, and perhaps positively impact patient flow throughout the organization. We've been talking about regulations. Can you comment on the impact uh, regulations are having to the importance of patient flow management? You know, over the past five years or so, we've really seen in regulation a push for hospitals to improve efficiencies. Um, there are limited resources, and um, there is a recognition that waste um, is present in the healthcare process. The Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act has hit the healthcare bottom lines through Medicare reimbursement cuts. So it's essential for hospitals to really focus on eliminating waste, delays, and ensuring appropriate utilization of their services. We know that patient flow management can impact efficiency 
and by implementing technology and process improvements focused on improving patient flow and access to services across the continuum, it certainly is going to create additional revenue. And we hope that additional revenue can be gained. But more importantly, I think the main emphasis is that patients will be getting or are getting the right care at the right time in the right place. That's truly the focus of all of this. There have been some recent findings related to discharge planning, sort of tying to the idea of getting people in the right place at the right time and opening up additional space for new people to come in. How should discharge planning be more personalized? Actually, this is one of the findings that has risen to the top for not only CMS surveys, but most all of the accrediting bodies. And the finding that's rising to the top is related to the documented integrated plan of care, which includes um, that discharge planning piece. So in this age of electronic medical records and the point and click mentality, integrated care plans tend to look pretty similar from patient to patient. While that may be the case some of the time, what is really being cited on survey is the fact that most all patient problems identified in the care plan have a similar look, a similar feel, and a similar time frame for resolution. So for example, patient has a problem, it's stated on the integrated care plan, and it is also stated that it will be resolved at discharge. And when surveyors are looking at that integrated care plan, they're seeing that 90% of the problems are being res resolved at discharge. So what is being cited is the fact that care plans, and this is discharge plans included, must be individualized for the patient with specific goals and time frames applicable to that patient and that patient's course of disease. My final question today. Uh, we talked about the importance of making sure patients are getting the right care in, at the right time in the right place and the importance of giving nurses time to be at the bedside and interacting with those patients. Can you talk about the increasing role technology is playing in making these types of things happen? Excellent question. And, and you know, I think about my role in healthcare over the past 20 years and we have changed and modernized and implemented technology in ways we, some of us, never really even dreamed of. Um, and while this isn't necessarily my area of expertise, technology definitely has and will continue to have a role in healthcare, and primarily in the area of improving care across the continuum. So most all organizations have fully implemented an electronic medical record, and while documentation isn't necessarily where it needs to be, We've got improvements to make within that electronic medical record. We have been able to speed up data collection, which hopefully um, we are seeing the fruits of that labor through research, treatment, and innovation. I also think that technology is helping to expand and improve access to care. Think about the expansion in the area of telehealth. Think about the expansion in the areas of um, the patient being able to access their physician um, at, a, at a click of a button via their computer when they have a question. So efficiency in care has also been improved with the availability of computers, handheld devices, not to mention the ability to track equipment and provide real-time visibility to staff and patients. 
We've also seen the development of some specific software, which has dr driven improvements in disease control. Just read an article um, relative to the development of um, the electronic database by the World Health Organization, which classifies illnesses, their causes, and symptoms. This database is such a wealth of information that it is impacting care as well. And I think the end hope is that as we get better at connecting technology across the continuum and to patients, our improvements will just continue. Thank you for listening to the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking. In the coming weeks, we look forward to bringing you insightful conversations with the leading experts in patient flow and industry best practices to help ensure patients across the healthcare continuum get the right care in the right place at the right time. <music>